When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists. Mark Daniels grew up in rural Spokane, Washington, before moving to California to pursue a professional music career. Mark has recorded several albums, but his latest, The Starting Line, is where he says he's gotten to explore what he thinks is his truest sound. Mark is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Well, hi, Mark. Welcome to the program this afternoon. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Good to talk to you. So, um, we're... um, talking to you in in Spokane, is that right, Washington? Um, well, that's where I'm originally from, yes. I'm actually, uh, as we're talking, I'm in California right now, which is kind of where I, I based my operation out of okay. the States. Okay, <laughs> cool. So how long, have you, uh, how long have you been in California? Uh, so I've been in California about six years now. Um, I am originally from Washington State. I grew up in Spokane, and um, I kind of served the first half of my music career up there, and then... Uh, So, um, for those folks who, who don't know you and, and know your music, give me some uh, background on yourself, how you got involved in music, and uh, how, how you got to where you are at uh, this point in your career. Yeah, sure. So, um, and music, I mean, I've always kind of been involved in music in some form or another. Uh, I started out pretty much at a young age, like, taking piano lessons. My parents kind of put me in that. And I came from a musical family, so um, if anyone who's ever grown up in a musical family, it kind of creates an awe that everyone's a musician <laughs> because yeah. everyone around you is one. Right. So right. I guess I guess from my standpoint, like I didn't I didn't realize that um uh that there was much talent there because when your brothers and sisters are all can sing and, and can play instruments, it's just kinda of like, okay, you just assume the whole world is like right, that. So right, yeah. it took me a, it took me a while to kinda of realize that um music was something I could potentially do as a career. Yeah. So um, I didn't really get started in, in, like, singing in bands and stuff until I was about 21, 20 uh, time frame. Uh And uh, it started out kind of um, just doing, like, karaoke for fun. And then (laughs) I got a lot of of feedback where I was singing, like, wow, you're really good. And I kind of got the bug thing, I guess, from that standpoint. And that kind of transitioned into me finding bands and projects, and uh, which kind of started me on on this whirlwind route of different bands, different styles, and really all along the way, though, uh, I've kind of always kind of been a, a rural, northwest kind of guy, uh-huh. um, and uh, eventually, after a few series of bands that maybe were in rock or some other genres, I kind of took a step back um, in my late 20s, and I was like, you know, hey, I, I really want to kind of get back to my roots. 
uh, and really country music is, is well, at least what country music has become today, most closely aligns with what I'm, I'm interested in as an artist. Right, and, okay. Uh, I really think country's taken over a lot of the rock genre. Yeah. And uh, uh, with also adding these true uh, classical country elements, which is really taking it to the next level, in my opinion. So you would kind of put yourself in the country rock category. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely classify, classify myself as country rock. Are you for me the important? I, I like the I, I like driving guitars. I like solid, like groovy bass lines. So it's like that kind of like rock driving feel of country uh-huh, is what uh-huh. appeals to me the most. It, it, it most closely aligns with kind of like my general interest in music and my roots. What do you feel like some of your influences are? Well, boy, I had I, there was a lot of really good '90s country that I was really into, um, like some of the later stuff that Tim McGraw did. Um, uh, I was really into Lone Star. When I, was, yeah. I kind of went to the country fairs when I was 15. I had a friend who uh, had introduced me into country music, some bands like Black Hawk, um, you know, uh, Lone Star, I mentioned Little Texas, Brooks yep. and Dunn was a, was a favorite of mine as sure. well. And then I kind of watched country evolve into what I would call modern country today, which is kind of a loop. Luke Bryant, like the Blake Shelton's, and like, yeah. I really admire those guys today as artists. And so it's really taking the, the elements of what classical country, like in the '90s, was doing, and you know, seeing what like the modern day country artists, like Luke Bryant, like Jason Aldean, are doing today, and saying like, "Wow, that's what I really want to be doing." That's what I feel like it, it felt like a natural fit for me, you know. And the timing was right too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, are you uh, are you also writing some of your music? I mean, the, the last album I just released, The Starting Line, um, there was a collaborative effort between me and my producer, Tom Sandler. Uh, we wrote the album together. Um, it, it was a great experience. So uh, over the course of, of my music career, writing was always a tricky challenge. It's like, it's, um, it, it's not a, there's no like formula for success for writing. You pretty much have to just start putting right. things on paper right. and yeah. then, you know, bouncing ideas off people, like listening to other music, seeing what, uh, finding out what other people like, the elements of it, the structure of the song, and it takes time. You have to really train yourself to become a good writer. And sure. over the course of the years, I've learned to do that through working with different producers. And um, uh, and I do most of my writing on the piano initially because that's my primary yeah, instrument. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then things like lyrics and stuff have always just kind of come naturally to me. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely do do my own writing, and that's reflected in my music as well. So my songs are actually very... They're, they're all very personal to me. They all actually have elements. Like everything I talk about in my music is is a real story in my life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so it's not like um, people always ask me, like, "Wow, do you really do you really like redheads as much as you do?" Because I have a single called Redheads. I'm like, "Yeah, I, I really do. Like, I have a thing <laughs> for redheads." Yeah. Okay. So for me, like writing that, it just comes off the tongue, right? It's just it's just easy to put on paper because it's coming right from my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so we were talking a couple minutes ago that that uh, the, the feel of your music is kind of lends itself more to the country uh, country rock genre, whereas mm-hmm. you know you kind of don't think of piano necessarily fitting into that. So when you sit down to the piano to craft one of your songs, are, are you hearing that that uh, country rock sound in your head while you're kind of picking out the melodies and the lyrics? Or, or, or do you just kind of adapt it later, and if it fits, great. If not, you kind of take it back and start over. That's a great question, actually. Um, so 
in reality, what happens is a lot of times I'm just like driving down the street or I'm just sitting in my bedroom and I'm hearing a song in my head, like how the melody would go. But I figure to myself, I'm like, okay, like how do I transcribe this into actual notes? So then that's when I go to the piano and I I try to hammer out the melody on the piano. And and the the nice thing about a piano instrument is that it, it embodies the entire scale of music, like right. you can play every note that ever existed, right. so you can almost write the full song on piano, and then I can take that and translate it to guitar, um, where I'm, I'm not as strong of a guitar player, but, uh, um, but it, it helps in the writing element there as well, so I can hammer out the melodies on piano, and then we actually go and record, the piano is more of an accompaniment, it's like maybe something kind of in the back of like a uh-huh. rock sure. country piano, yeah. you know, so, but yeah, but it's just, it's just the tool I use, because it's the instrument that's most familiar to me. Are, are you ever um, surprised at what you started with and then what you end up with? You know, let's say you, you, you sit down today and you've got the song in your head and you, you, you work it out on the piano. And then six weeks from now, you're in the studio and you've got you've got the finished product. Um, you know, what does it surprise you when you get done compared to what you started with? Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a game of telephone. It's like you start out with an initial message of what you think you're trying to say. Yeah. And then, I mean, I sat, I sat and laid on the floor in the studio with my producer staring at the ceiling for two hours trying to think of a word that rhymes with another. Okay. <laughs> you know? so, like, so, like, sometimes you spend many, many hours, like, on simple problems in a song and then realize that, like, you know what? You have to go all the way back to the beginning and rip something up. Maybe something you were in love with. Yeah. For a song. And then, like, a lot of times you may even extract that part of a song, maybe it's a verse that you really thought was really was going to work, but it doesn't work for that song anymore. See, maybe you put it off to the side, you shelf it, and then you can apply that into another song later that you're writing that maybe doesn't it, it fits better with. Yeah. So really when it comes to writing, it's like uh, you don't have to always write a song end to end. You can write riffs or a melody or a hook that you really like, but then a lot of times you're like, wow, we don't really know how this fits into the concept right. of the song yet you build around it. So and that always amazes me myself because sometimes mm. you start with an idea and it goes well and then you may even abandon the song altogether like, you know, it's not good enough or it isn't quite, or, or you take an element of it and then rewrite the song, a whole new song mm-hmm. with what you started with. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's it's cool. quite common actually. Yeah. Um, so this, this uh, the the album that's, that's uh, coming out, currently out, uh, it's called The Starting Line. It's not your first one though, right? This is the second well, this is my first country rock album, okay. actually. So um, I have I have done other albums with you know various incarnations of myself as a musician in the past, but but this is the first like true homage to like country rock, and mm-hmm. it's really where I feel most at home and most comfortable. Um, so so yeah, this is the first uh, release. But I, I will be going back into the studio actually in the fall to record a follow up album and really try to take the best elements of what we did in this last album. And, and bring them into that and kind of really double down. What were your previous, uh, the previous album, your previous um, musical journey, what what did that lend itself uh, genre-wise to? Where were you well, at with those? Yeah, I'd say it was kind of more on, on, on the rock side, but there were country elements of it for sure, but I, I kind of branded it as a rock album, like rock alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the things about it that, uh, the things I was trying to accomplish in that album were, like, driving guitar riffs and, like, you know, good kind of, like, wholesome feel to it. Like, I didn't want it, the lyrics to be too serious, and I didn't want it to be dark. I wanted it to be fun and uplifting mm-hmm. and, and, like, mm-hmm. really American and really about, like, 
just enjoying life and, and experiencing the elements of life that we like so much. And then when I took a step back and I looked at the end product, I, I wasn't I wasn't entirely as happy with it as I could have been. Mm-hmm. So you like like any time you do an album, you kind of do a retrospective, like well, what would I have done differently? What would I have done? Um, changed about this and when I looked at it I'm like you know I, I really was trying to write a country album because that's that's who I am Yeah. and it, it didn't reflect there so I kind of the light bulb went off and then people in my industry who I've known very for a long time that trust me I had even told me it's like look you should be doing country this is more your style and mm-hmm. I said yeah okay. you're right and so that, that really kind of helped shape the direction of my next album and then when I went to the studio, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, and that's what made this album so, it made it come together so easily. Yeah, okay. Um, and how's the, uh, the the fans, have they responded to the, did they already know that was who you were anyway, or, or are they kind of getting to enjoy a different side of you as if you transitioned more to the country rock versus straight up rock? Uh, I would say probably the latter. I think, um, uh, people that have liked my music before were like, wow, this is really good. But then when I switched to country, we were like, oh my gosh, this is really, really good. Yeah, cool. And um, I mean, the immediate feedback was, was I love the way you sound so much better on this album. Even though to me, maybe technically, the music wasn't as challenging to sing vocally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the response I'm getting is, is much higher. Like Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you should have been doing this the whole time. Wow, cool. Um, we love it. And then garnishing a whole bunch of new fans, like ones that were not even accessible to me before, because the quality of the product was so much better. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's cool. And uh, so you've got a couple songs that kind of, I guess you're highlighting, uh, one of them in particular, mm-hmm. Video Redheads. Uh, tell me about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as I was mentioning earlier in the uh, the interview, um, I've always had a thing for Redheads, like, I, as, as long as I knew that I was into girls. Uh, <laughs> so the, the funny thing is, it's like, the, the song started out as kind of a joke. Like, we were, we, we had this really great song, my producer and I was very, like, country twang, had this great lift to it, and we were trying to, we were kind of joking around on, like, what the song would be about, and we got on the top topic of, like, girls, and I, and he, my producer knows I have a thing for redheads, and, like, we started, like, messing around with some funny lyrics about redheads, and before we knew it, we are like, that's kind of funny, let's just, let's just keep writing. And we ended up writing, I mean, like, literally, but lyrically, that was the fastest song I ever wrote in my life. It yeah, took me, like, cool. 25 minutes to write every line of that song. Huh. And then we took a step back, and we're like, wow, this is a great song. Yeah. And, and the thing about it, too, is, is I don't, no one's ever written a song about redheads. You always hear songs about blondes, right. and or maybe a redhead is mentioned in a song, yeah. that redhead at the corner. It's never like a, I like redheads. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just it. <laughs> So, so really the whole concept of the song was really to be, it's not just about, like, you're into redheads or not. It's kind of written around the concept of, we all have a type, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's got a type of girl they're into. And um, that, that's really, this song can really apply to anybody in that type. But it's, it, the idea is to is to mentally articulate to people that, like, what you see in, a, in your type versus what other people see when they see the same girl are totally mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends that are in the, the types of girls, I'm like, not into that kind of girl, like yeah. not my thing. Yeah. And then I have other friends that look at me and go, like, I'm not into redheads at all. But for me, it's like, it's, it's my jam, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the, so the song, so we, we, we put those elements of like it being a specific, unique thing that no one's ever done before. And we really thought, we're like, hey, this is an opportunity for us to really kind of, you know, write history in some respect. Because when people think of songs about redheads, 
I hope they think of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, as, as it's going right now, that's, that's the case. And the feedback has been incredible. We've gotten, I mean, tons of redheads that comment on the page and on the link in YouTube and said, oh my gosh, finally a song about me and finally a song for me. So yeah. I hope every redhead listening doesn't share this song with their the redhead friends so we can, we can make this thing go viral. <laughs> that's cool. Have you, uh, have you had a chance to get some airplay with it? Um, we're, yeah, we're in the process of getting some work done. I mean, um, we just released the video a few weeks ago. Okay. So um, as this thing gets more exposure and more traction and more momentum, momentum um, you know, people are reaching out to me and asking more questions about it uh, in distribution and how we get it out there. So, so we're expecting some really exciting things coming here in the next few weeks in regards to that. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. And then I guess uh, the follow-up song then is going to be a uh, summer song, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. So we're actually shooting the video for that now. Um, we should be wrapping up here in about a week or two. Okay. The summer song, when we look at the entirety of the album, um, when we took a step back and we looked at all nine songs, our, our producer and I kind of were like, Red Hands is a good starter out the gate, but summer song we really feel like is the single on the album. Hmm. Okay. We think this is the one that's most accessible to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Because um, everyone might not get the redhead thing, but everyone gets a summer song. Everyone understands what it's like to uh, to be young and to, to have um, to have your, your summer off and, like, the, the weekends you go out and, like, the things you do and the bonfires and the camping and the beaches and the burning tires and dirt bikes and, and just all the things that I used to do when I was a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, that we really, in this day and age, Summer, summers have changed so much. Like you look at yeah. people, kids like they're they're inside, they're playing video games, they're yeah. on their phone, they're like, no one's out just just what I call doing the, the type of stuff I used to do when I was a kid, like swinging on a rope in the lake and like doing backflips while catching a football midair. Nobody does that anymore. No, so, I know. Yeah. So uh, uh, Spencer Davies, who's the director of the video uh, from Press Pastor Productions, he. Uh, he and I had this idea and thought of like, wow, this is like, this is the message we want to send. We want to like, we want to kick everyone in the teeth and remind everyone like, hey, like, this is how you summer, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and lyrically, with the video, like, we really feel like the strong balance of, of this, this lyrically about like, this is what summer means to me, and then articulating that in a video that says like, visually, this is how you summer. Yeah. Is, is, I think it's going to be an incredible combination. And in the early stage, I've seen it. It's it's, it's Unbelievable, and I'm so excited to share with everyone. I think it's really going to blow people's minds. That's cool. I got all the stuff on this one. When when does that one come out? So it's probably going to be uh, early to mid August. Okay. Uh, so we're looking for around an age 15 launch date, but give or take a week. But uh, definitely be out before the end of the summer. And uh, then pretty much right after that, you were you're telling me earlier that you're headed back to the studio. Right, right. Um, I, I like to stay busy <laughs> in the concept of. Of the course of this year, like pre- preparing all these videos and the content, um, uh, in the back of my mind, I, I, I have like, I'm always thinking of the next thing. I'm like, oh, I, have, mm-hmm. I have more ideas of what I want to do. And also, too, it helps when I hear back from my fans, their feedback of like, when you write an album, sometimes the, the, the elements of it you think people are going to respond well to, they respond to it maybe not as well as you think. And then other elements maybe you dismiss, people are like, jump on. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, oh, okay. And that's like with anything. Sometimes with art, you have to put it out there, and you have to get feedback and kind of see right, right. your fans want to hear. So now that I have that information, I have a ton of ideas in my head of how I want to proceed for the next album. So like I mentioned before, we're going to take the best elements of the starting line 
and really, really give an album for the fans in this next sophomore release. Yeah. One that they, I think, well, we think will really take it to the next level. So we're excited for that. How much of the material have you already finished writing? Will you go in with a full slate ready to go, or actually write some of these in the studio? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, typically, how I work with Tom, who's my producer, Tom Chandler, that is, uh, is we we both. I'll bring elements to the studio with me. Sometimes I'll have songs that are like eighty percent written, or even fully written end to end. And then, or maybe just riffs. Like, yeah, I really like this melody, but I'm not sure what to do with it. Yeah. Um, so we'll take the full songs. We'll go in and we'll flesh those out together. And other times I'll go in with maybe just like, a, hey, I have a really good chorus, but I haven't written a strong verse around it yet. Yeah. And then we'll just we'll just start building the songs out organically. Uh, and and that that works well for me because uh, Tom is is an exceptional producer and. Uh, he, he thinks of the things that I don't always think of, and mm-hmm. vice versa. Like I can provide him the feedback and guidance on, like, well, this is the direction I'm trying to go. Okay. And then between the two of us, we we you know we create we create the types of songs that you hear on the album yeah. uh, the starting line. That's example. cool. So what's what's playing out, touring, uh, performing uh, with everything else you got got going on? How do you uh, how, what does that look like for you at, at this time with the current album? Right, so so touring is kind of light right now, just from the standpoint of like we just been so busy creating content, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so the, the goal would probably be is once we release summer song, we're we're looking to get some national exposure on that level, yeah, okay. and uh, which we we think we're going to get really good coverage on this. Um, then when we have the follow up album ready, so in the fall, like you know, winters are kind of a slow time in general, right? Uh, when it comes to, to touring, because everyone's on holiday and vacation, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything. So, and then the idea will be in the new year, we'll launch this new album, and then we'll hit the road. Okay. So, the, the big show, so like, you know, when the spring comes, the new festivals that start opening up, like, there'll be tons of opportunities to play, so, and then that way we have a really strong, full, uh, two albums that we can go and drive. Yeah, sure. So, Will yeah, it? Uh, will you be plan. mostly uh, California regional, or will you will you head head Midwest East Coast as part of this too? Yeah, uh, all, all of the above. So, like when we start planning this stuff out, we'll probably I mean we'll probably start in California, but we're definitely going to start working our way east and south um, across the Midwest, and then we we'll want to hit Texas, and then eventually work our way to Nashville if we can. Yeah. Um, because obviously, like we want to, we want to get where our target market is, and and the beauty of social media these days is that um, I get people messaging me all the time from Arizona or Kansas City, like, yeah. "Hey, when you coming to Kansas City? Hey, when you coming to Arizona?" That's cool. So, so it helps it helps us build a um, a target demographic for where we think we're going to get the best exposure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, like everything, music has its own regions where it's it's popular, and maybe other regions where it's not so much. So. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll look at the analytics and the data where we're getting a lot of viewers and we're, we're seeing feedback come from, and we'll probably strategically plan a tour around those areas and locales. Yeah, we want to make it. We want to hit them where most of our fans are, obviously. Sure. Um, to, uh, to to keep things rolling. So where can uh, where can folks uh, see the the uh, video Redheads and then uh, get ready to uh, watch the new one, Summer Song, that's uh, coming out soon? Uh, where can they? Get a copy of the album. How can they get in touch with you? Tell us, tell us how to find you. Yeah, sure. So uh, there's there's a couple ways. I have a YouTube channel. It's Mark Daniels Country. Um, people can go there and subscribe to me. Like all our videos get launched on there. I also have a Facebook page. 
Facebook, Mark Daniels Country, pretty simple. Um, yeah. And, uh, and every, it links to all our social media content, like where you can find the videos and stuff. It's kind of a good one-stop shop. I also have a website, uh, markdanielscountry.com, uh, and it has links to everything as well. Yeah. Uh, so you can listen to music on Spotify. You can find me there. You can find me on iTunes, cool. um, SoundCloud, pretty much any digital music distribution channel. Uh, you can find me there as well. Good. But then again, my my social media sites will link to all that as well. So, okay, good. Um, if someone's looking for a one-stop shop, I'd, I'd recommend going yeah, there. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Mark. This has been great uh, catching up with you, and uh, I wish you well with all of that. We're going to uh, – I can't wait to see the, the next video and, and uh, see what's coming up for you. Excellent. And thanks a lot, Greg, for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.